Good morning, people. It's the Brian Hornback Experience Express Edition. It is July the 7th. I hope everybody's had a great um, 4th of July week. It's kind of weird that uh, July 4th on a Tuesday because you got to work on Monday, you get off on Tuesday, you got to back, go back to work on Wednesday. This is currently Thursday, July the 6th. Um, so what's going on in Knoxville and in the world? Well, um, the city elections, um, the primary is uh, July the, I'm sorry, the primary is August the 29th, early voting is August the 9th through the 24th. Uh, things have, um, have kind of started up. Um, you got four candidates um, for, um, wait, you have five candidates for mayor. Man, I'm missing all kinds of things today. Uh, but uh, Mayor India Kincannon, um, Jeff Tallman, uh, Constance Every, um, and Barack Err, um, and R.C. Lawhorn. Those are the candidates who are running. Um, if somebody gets 50% plus one, um, then um, they don't have to have a runoff in November. Um, and so uh, Tallman for Mayor website has launched, I think it launched right around the 4th, a couple of days ago. Um, Ken Cannon is, uh, has been out working, uh, campaigning. Uh, Constance Every, um, many of you know her. Uh, she's a um, community activist, uh, is at county commission and city council meetings a lot, uh, advocating uh, for uh, the black community. Um, and so uh, it will be an interesting race. The other race to really, uh, two other races to really watch in August um, are um, the Knoxville Municipal Judge race. I've got a story up on that one. There's four people running. Uh, Municipal Judge John Rosen Jr. is running for re-election. He's been the judge for a little more than 30 years. Um, that sounds like a long time, but Judge is still a relatively young man. Uh, he's being challenged by uh, three attorneys, um, Andrew Beamer um, who uh, and uh, Mary Ward, and then a, a young attorney named Tyler Cavanis. Um, again, that one too, uh, from what I understand, uh, if someone gets 50% plus one, then there's no runoff. Uh, the other race that's going to be interesting in August is um, the City Council at Large Seat C. Uh, that is currently held by Amelia Parker. She's being challenged by um, Tim Hill and a gentleman named Matthew Best. Uh, Tim Hill um, is a local developer, chairman of the Metropolitan Planning Commission, um, has a lot of financial support and a lot of community support. Uh, Amelia um, was elected a few years ago by um, the support of the city council movement. Uh, Matthew Best has been active in Democrat politics and runs the Chain Center. Uh, one of those will not make it uh, after August 29th because uh, the top two vote getters advance. Uh, the other races <clears throat> that are going on 
as uh, for city council at large seat A. That's uh, incumbent Lynn Fugit, uh, Darren Warsham, uh, and uh, Cameron Brooks, former Democrat um, Party Chairman, Knox County Democrat Party Chairman. So um, uh, I'm sure that uh, Fugit and uh, Brooks will likely be the the um, candidates to face off in November. And then the other race uh, is going to be an interesting race, uh, particularly after August the 29th, and that's for a city council at large seat B. Uh, that is Debbie Helsley. Uh, she ran, um, she's a union organizer, I think, who has, I think, since retired. Um, but she um, ran a, um, a respectable race against Knox County Mayor uh, Glenn Jacobs. Um, Last year, she was the Democrat nominee. She's now running for city council at large CB, but her opponent is um, R. Bentley Marlowe. Uh, he uh, graduated from law school, passed the bar, is not a lawyer. He is a, um, a real estate uh, developer, um, repurposes homes, particularly in the Mechanicsville area. Uh, and so um, uh, Bentley has already brought some issues about the uh, recode uh, the zoning ordinances and some changes that need to be made um and so uh but the two of them both will advance to november uh in uh, the fifth district in city council fifth district charles thomas is unopposed so um uh, he will still be on both ballots he'll be on the august 29th ballot and again on the november ballot as well so just want to get on here kind of give you an update on the city election now that we're in july uh, early voting starts August the 9th and runs through the 24th. Again, the primary is August the 29th. So August 9th through the 24th is early voting. Uh, so um, we, uh, I will be getting, uh, we'll be extending uh, offers for all these folks to be on a podcast. Um, as y'all know, my podcasts are, are just informational. Uh, no gotcha questions. I give them an opportunity to introduce themselves. Um, and uh, just talk about whatever office they're running for. Um, and so uh, I'll be extending those uh, invitations uh, in the next few days um, and try to get those scheduled. Uh, so stay uh, tuned to the Brian Hornback experience right here. Uh, this is an express edition. Uh, just trying to get you caught up. As far as government meetings this week, uh, with the July 4th being on uh, Tuesday, um, Really, uh, not a whole lot of meetings going on this week. It's the first week of the month, and then, of course, with July 4th, uh, a lot of people have just um, not really um, planned. Uh, government agency groups, um, bodies haven't really planned any meetings. So, uh, anyway, again, I uh, hope you all had a, a good 4th. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, talking about July the 4th, um, it's really... It's really I came to a realization, you know, I mean, I'm 56 uh, years old, but, uh, you know, there's been a lot of discussion in our, in, in our, in our country about the role of uh, African-Americans or the role of women. Uh, and so, you know, I really got to thinking this year as we approached July 4th, you know, July 4th is a, is a holiday where we uh, celebrate our uh, independence from uh, the, uh, from England, right? Uh, 1776 
But when you really think about 1776 and you think about everything, uh, you think about the fact that, um, yes, uh, America was able to establish itself as a freedom country uh, and broke away from King George. Um, but uh, at the same time, um, in 1776, um, we had um, enslaved people. We had uh, individuals uh, because of their race um, uh, were enslaved. They weren't uh, able to. Um, they weren't able to experience the freedom. Uh, and so, I, but also at the same time, um, women uh, were were not free. Uh, they weren't able to participate in the voting process and help make those decisions. So um, that really um, has. Um, you know, I, I now understand why some people don't get uh, overly excited, particularly uh, persons of color, um, get that excited about um, about July 4th. Also, uh, here in Knox County, uh, the county commission uh, passed a, uh, a resolution um, this past month, uh, in the end of June, um, supporting the uh, moved by uh, members of the National Band of the uh, people of the Eastern Band of the Cherokee Indians in wanting to change the name not of Clingman's Dome, the observation deck, but wanting to uh, restore the Indian name Kawahi uh, to the mountain uh, that uh, the observation deck Clingman's Dome is uh, named after. Uh, Clingman was a, um, was a senator from um, uh, North Carolina uh, who uh, was also a uh, officer in uh, the uh, the Confederate uh, Army? Uh, if you uh, will Google that. Um, so anyway, um, so even the Cherokee people um, really were not um, were not free. Uh, in fact, uh, when you read the uh, when when you read the uh, stories of the um, Trail of Tears. Um, and so, you know, I think we as a society need to respect people that have come before us, uh, people who are here who uh, have been treated as, as um, second-class, third-class citizens. Uh, and um, I know that's uh, not going to sit well with some of my conservative brethren, but um, it's reality, folks. And so, um, anyway, those are my thoughts on this July the 6th. Uh, on this express edition of the Brian Hornback Experience. I uh, hope you all have a great week. Have a great day. We'll talk to you all soon.